Welcome to Heart Sounds, where we explore the spiritual life with the aim to live well. I'm your host, Steve Harper. In the last episode, we spoke about the spiritual life as living from the heart, that is, from the core of our being. In a very real sense, this whole Heart Sounds podcast series is about living from the heart, but I wanted to spend one session specifically on the phrase itself, where we discover our sacred uniqueness and our universal oneness. Today, I want to use another metaphor to talk about the spiritual life. That's the image of the diamond. Richard Rohr has written a wonderful book about this that he has entitled Immortal Diamond. I'll be referencing that for you on the Heart Sounds Facebook page, as well as other resources in each of the episodes so that you don't have to worry about trying to write it all down and listen at the same time. It was when I read Richard Rohr's book that I began to realize that the image of the diamond is an excellent one for thinking about the spiritual life. For one thing, a diamond communicates value, doesn't it? And you and everyone else is indeed a person of sacred worth, a person of inestimable value. But another thing that I think about when I think of a diamond is how you can hold it up to the light and you can refract the basic colors of the light spectrum, red, orange, yellow, green, blue, purple. You can rotate and you can see those lights. In fact, if you hold the light up against the wall, they will project there and it's like that rainbow that we see in the sky. Now you mix and match those colors, of course, to get other colors and that's why the spiritual life is so wonderful and diverse. And we'll be looking at all of these little mixes and matches as this Heart Sound series continues. Today I'm thinking about some basic colors, if you will, some basic vocabulary. So for the next uh, round of episodes, I'm going to take a word or a phrase and, and unpack it so that we can get a sense of that, that fundamental coloration of the spiritual life. I want to begin with the word spiritual. Uh, when I use the word spiritual, I, I think about the essence of the spiritual life. Perhaps you know of Pierre Teilhard de Chardin, who was a Roman Catholic priest, but interestingly, he was also a paleontologist. So he could mix nature and supernature. He could mix heaven and earth in a way that uh, has been very helpful to so many of us. One of the classic things that uh, Pierre Teilhard de Chardin said is, we are not human beings having a spiritual experience, we are spiritual beings having a human experience. I like that, and so many others have too. What uh, Pierre was trying to say is that everyone and everything is spiritual. Uh, we don't go around dividing things into sacred and secular. We don't go around trying to build boxes and make categories. We start with what I talked about in the last episode, that universal oneness that we share as God made people with everyone and everything else. There's some good books that uh, take this idea even farther. Macrina Werdeker's book 
Tree Full of Angels is one of the first ones I read years ago. Richard Rohr's book, Everything Belongs, is another fine one. And not too long ago, Rob Bell wrote the book, Everything is Spiritual. Each in their own way, these writers were trying to say what Teilhard de Chardin was saying, that we're not human beings having a spiritual experience, we're spiritual beings having a human experience. That is to say, we're made in the image of God. Let me mention four things quickly that that means. Spiritual means congruence. The Genesis passage in chapter 1, verses 26 to 28 says we're like God. Now that doesn't mean we're God, and it certainly doesn't even mean we're God's, little g, little s. It means that there is a congruence. God thinks, we think. God knows, we know. God cares, we care. You see, there's a congruence. There's a likeness between our maker and ourselves. That congruence leads to a second thing, communion. Because we're like God, we can be in relationship with God. Because we share these attributes, we can be in interaction with one another. This is why prayer becomes so important, and we'll have a lot to say about that later on in this series. Congruence, communion, and then we come to community. You see, if everything and everyone is spiritual, then that congruence and communion that I have with God is what you have with God and what everyone else has with God, and it brings us together. We meet on the level playing field of spiritual. See, I am spiritual. You are spiritual. And in that community, we find our capacity to know one another and to love one another. And to be in fellowship with one another. That leads to the fourth word, common weal. That's not a word we use a lot today, but it's an excellent word. It, we get the word commonwealth from it, and it means having a common concern for one another, a common compassion for one another. We're in this thing together would be a very simple way to say it. You see, once I realize I'm made in the image of God, and you're made in the image of God, and everyone and everything else is made in the image of God, then we begin to seek the common good. There's no hierarchy of have and have not, in and out. There is only the oneness of the human family, and in that common wheel, we find our life together. So we're talking about spiritual today. We're talking about the essence of who we are, and that forms the basis for everything else we'll be talking about in this series. As this episode draws to a close, I want to thank you for listening today. I hope what you heard has been helpful, that you'll become a regular listener to this podcast series. If you know others who would appreciate Heart Sounds, tell them about it so they can connect as well. I've created the Heart Sounds Facebook page to support this podcast, and you'll find the references that I made in today's episode there. You can be a friend to Heart Sounds Facebook page as you like. Be on the lookout for the next Heart Sounds episode. It's coming soon.